Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Carl Perkins, and today we are studying Megillah Daf Kaf, the 20th page of Tractate Megillah. Today's Daf focuses a lot of attention on day and night, in particular to the question, when night comes to an end and the day begins. Now, if you've been studying the Talmud since its very first page, this will be a familiar question to you. For on the very first page of of the Talmud, on Daf Bet of Tractate Brachot, the Talmud asks, from what time is it proper to recite the Shema in the evening? Now, as we've seen in the last few pages, the Shema is a cluster of texts from the Torah that Jews understood themselves to be obligated to recite twice a day, morning and evening. And so the question discussed there on the very first page of Tractate Brachot is really, when does the evening begin? At what point in time can one begin to recite the evening recitation of the Shema? And the Talmud then goes on to examine when the morning begins, that is, when one can begin to recite the morning Shema. Similarly, during these past few days, we have been studying the laws surrounding the reading of the Megillah on the holiday of Purim. We've seen that the Megillah is read on the evening of Purim. Here, on Daf Kaf, on page 20, we, we come to see that the Megillah is also to be recited during the day on Purim. And the focus of our attention is, when does the day begin? When, that is, can we begin reading the Megillah on the morning of Purim? Now, if you've never studied Talmud before, you might expect to hear one simple answer to this question. But in typical Talmudic fashion, that's not what happens here. Instead, the Talmud quotes the Mishnah, which tells us that the daytime reading of the Megillah is similar to several other mitzvot or Jewish religious obligations, in that it must not be performed until the rising of the sun. Neitz ha-chama in Hebrew. Okay, that seems clear. Sunrise, in other words, appears to be the standard, the beginning of the day. Hence, if someone were to ask you, uh, from what time may we recite the Megillah on the morning of Purim? The answer should be, from sunrise. However, immediately the text continues, but if one has read the Megillah or performed any of the other mitzvot on the list that's presented on the page, as early as the rising of the dawn, and that's a Hebrew expression, amud hashachar, literally the pillar of the dawn, that is to say from the moment that the first light appears in the sky, if one has performed any of these mitzvot beginning with the rising of that first light, even if it's before sunrise, 
then the reading or the activity is nonetheless valid. Now, a few lines down, the Talmud asks, how do we know that even though sunrise is the legal standard for the beginning of the day, it's, it's all right to perform this mitzvah, the reading of the Megillah, or any of the other mitzvot discussed on this page as early as the rising of the dawn? And several answers are given. Rava quotes the verse in Genesis that God called the light day. This is the description of the first day of creation. God called light day. What does that mean? He called that which was beginning, which was becoming lighter and lighter day. Okay, so as soon as the sky begins to brighten, one can consider it the daytime. That suggestion is refuted, but then there's another suggestion from, uh, that's brought by Rabbi Zeira. Uh, it's another verse from the Bible, from Nehemiah, where we're told that the workers rebuilding the temple labored from the rising of the dawn, alot until the stars appeared in the sky. That text seems to demonstrate that it's reasonable to understand the day beginning with the rising of the dawn, and not just with sunrise. The Talmud goes on to tell us that the entire day is appropriate for the reading of the Megillah. So any of us who are accustomed to reading the Megillah, not at this early, early time of the day, but later in the day, we can rest assured that this is uh, in fulfillment of our obligation. But we are left with the impression, uh, I at least was left with the impression, that there might be something special about reciting the Megillah during that period after the sky begins to get light, but before the sun actually appears above the horizon. I mean, the text tells us that we're not supposed to read it then, but if we do, it counts. Why might that be? What's so special about that time after it begins to get light in the sky, but before the sun actually reaches the horizon? Well, it's not quoted on this page of Talmud, but it's hard not to think of the association that's made in several places in Talmudic and Midrashic literature, an association between Esther, the protagonist of the Megillah, and Ayelet HaShachal, or the morning star, Venus, that can often be seen in the eastern sky just prior to dawn. Why is there such an association between Esther, and that morning star that's, that's apparent and that can be perceived between the rising of dawn and the rising of the sun. Well, there's a Talmudic story about Rabbi Chia Bar Abba and Rabbi Shimon ben Chalafta. They were walking in the valley of the Arbel near the Kineret, near the Sea of Galilee, at that very time. That is, as the sky was brightening, but before the sun had actually risen. They observed the increasing light in the sky, and, and this prompted Rabbi Chia to say, this is what the redemption of Israel is always like. This is what it's like when, when Jews are redeemed. At first, it isn't very bright at all, but as it progresses, it gets gradually brighter and brighter. Rabbi Chia went on to say this is similar to what happens to Mordechai in the book of Esther. At the beginning of the story, 
Mordechai is sitting at the gate of the palace. As the story progresses, he is at one point placed on a royal horse and paraded through the city of Shushan. And then at the end of the story, after, after the defeat of Haman, Mordechai is appointed second in command of the king. And then, then the Megillah tells us, La Yehudim Hayata Orah Vesimcha Vesasson Vikao. The Jews came to have light and joy, happiness and prosperity. And, and so we see that the book of Esther itself illustrates that notion that sometimes, Rabbi Chia would say always, the redemption of the Jewish people comes gradually. It isn't something that happens all of a sudden, like the sun peeking out over the horizon. Instead, it's more comparable to the gradually increasing light in the sky between the rising of the dawn and sunrise. And so I think we can conclude this page of Talmud, Daf Kaf of Masachet Megillah, in the same way that we respond when that verse from the Megillah, La Yehudim Hayata Orabe Simchava Sason Vikal, and the Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor, when that verse is recited uh, during Havdalah, at the conclusion of Shabbat, there's a response. And that response, I think, is appropriate uh, at this point as well. That response is, Ken Tihiyeh Lanu. So may it be for us. As Rabbi Chia predicted that the redemption of Israel would be gradual, so too may uh, we perceive the redemption of Israel in the same way, to be gradually increasing in brightness from day to day. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.